If this is your first time attending on a Sunday morning, on Sundays we take time to go through an index, as it were, of all of the knowledge that has been taught from various different disciplines down through the ages, from religion to philosophy to psychology to parapsychology to mysticism. Because all of these things, if they're put together and understood properly, can be a guide to us. Before we get started with that, I'm going to ask if you would, let's take a few moments to work upon the health of our bodies. And so I'm going to ask if you would put both feet flat on the floor, your ankles crossed, whatever is most comfortable for you. Let your eyes close and just think along together for a few moments. I turn away from the outer world for a few moments to enter into the inner world of my own mind, a higher state of beingness and reality, a higher state of awareness and consciousness. For here within myself is the very power that not only created me, but created the entirety of the earth upon which my body rests, the other planets within the solar system, the galaxy, the entirety of the universe. This intelligence exists in me right here and right now. It is the supreme intelligence contained within all living things. It is the designer of all living things. It is the consciousness of life itself. It is the consciousness that breathes through me in my every physical breath. It is the consciousness that has healed my body many times over when it was in need of healing. It is the consciousness that has maintained good health throughout my body whenever good health has been present. It is the supreme consciousness that right here, this moment, can as an inner light enter into the nucleus of every one of the trillions of cells of my body, from the crown of my head down the length of my body to the soles of my feet. And there do its wonderment, its magic. For the energy, primal light of this consciousness adjusts right here and right now the rhythms, motions, and energies of every one of the millions of cells of my body, internally and externally, healing, bathing, caressing, soothing, each and every cell with a life-giving, restorative energy that is God here within me. For my body is as a temple of God, a church of God, a synagogue of God. My body is a supreme place where God dwells here within me. And so, It is God's good pleasure to provide me with health, to heal me when necessary, 
for I am an outer manifestation in physical form of God's indwelling spirit. And so let me feel that that spirit now is cleansing all levels of my mind, healing, renewing, transforming every level of consciousness within me. And that throughout my mind and body, there is a wholeness and a completeness, a beauty, a presence. And that everything now is in a state of balance and of harmony, of wholeness and completeness. That the entirety of my body and mind and soul is at peace, in a state of onement with the supreme power and majesty of universal life flowing within me, throughout me, encircling me, loving me. Here I am, as the great I am is within me. Peace be still, and know that I am God here within you is the still small voice that echoes through your soul. And now if you would, would you slowly begin to open your eyes, giving thanks that health and healing is so throughout your being, and so it is. The subject is about as serious as you can get when it comes to the <coughs> realm and annals of religion and spirituality. Because we want to take an excursion into the mysteries of what Christ consciousness means. Obviously, most of us were brought up in the one phase or another of the Christian religion. And <clears throat> we were taught that Jesus was the Christ. And so we associate the word Christ with a human being. It makes it very, very simple when you can take something that is highly universal and abstract and clothe it into human form to make it presentable and acceptable and knowable to the mass populace. Jesus accomplished that in his particular day. As time went on, the idea of the Christ was speculated upon. Consciousness began to be speculated upon. And in that speculation, metaphysical ideas and concepts came up. And the idea of consciousness and how we could change consciousness and then change our life began to take the forefront of a lot of people's attention. But the change of consciousness that is in the metaphysical realm or presented generally as new thought, 
is not the entirety of the picture. In fact, it only scratches the surface. Last night is an example. I happened to, <clears throat> I was having dinner, I happened to turn on Larry King, and he had on a few people that were speaking about change your mind, change your life. Now, practically everybody that's attending here this morning has heard that a thousand times to the general public. They've maybe only heard it once or twice, or if, if at all. You have to have a beginning point in everything. There has to be a first step. In understanding Christ, traditional Christianity takes that first step. It takes the first step in the best way that the universe could present it, and that is to clothe the Christ consciousness in a human form that was in the personage of Jesus. Then again, as we began to understand more about the mind and how the mind affects the body and how it affects our consciousness, then we get into the metaphysical, the new thought areas, and the idea is, well, if you change your mind, i.e., if you become more positive, if you make all of these declarations of your oneness with God, that this is going to make a huge, huge difference in terms of your health, in terms of your wealth, in terms of love in your life, etc., etc. And it does make a difference, but not the entire difference. Many years ago, I was very, very blessed to be intuitively pointed to an understanding of an expression that I later on coined and have used for decades now in lectures, inwardly aware, outwardly successful. Inwardly aware, outwardly successful. What that means is that if we have the knowledge of Eastern mysticism, which deals primarily with the exploration of consciousness, we are then inwardly aware. On the other hand, if we are outwardly successful, we draw upon Western metaphysics, what is described as new thought. It could be under the guise of uh, uh, religious science, uh, unity. There are many divine science. There are many different names for it. And this has a positive effect. But it does not transform the entirety of one's beingness. What we are dealing with is a cerebral exercise when we deal only with the intellectual premise of be positive, be one with God. Now when you say be one with God, that's a philosophical assertion, assertion. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you are one. You are declaring philosophically that perhaps you've gotten to a point where you agree with that. But it doesn't have a transforming effect. If you're saying that, if you're using affirmations and so forth, it doesn't mean that you are in Christ consciousness. It means that you are parroting, perhaps, what was told by someone who was in Christ consciousness. St. Paul made a statement that to me really says a great deal. He said, let the mind be in you, in you, 
in you and you and you and you that was in Christ Jesus. Now that's quite a plateful. It's saying you're going to have a mind that is a total awareness of the consciousness of the universe that not only has this awareness that this consciousness is one that is in a state of knowing and experiencing oneness with the universe itself. And so when we begin to think of it this way, we, we isolate the idea of the word consciousness. And when we do that, we say, well, where is consciousness? Consciousness is everywhere. Where is Christ consciousness? Christ consciousness is everywhere. It's in the chairs that you're sitting in. It's in the clothes, the fabric that you're wearing. It's on the carpet that your feet rest upon. It's on the ceiling above your heads. Because everything is consciousness. Everything is a thought within the mind of the universe. Now, when you begin to think of consciousness this way, and you say, St. Paul said, let the mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, and you are attributing to the word Christ the consciousness of everything. The consciousness, again, in the carpets, the consciousness in the chairs, the consciousness in the ceiling, the consciousness of everything, and the consciousness that contains everything. Because in the Bible it says, within him we move, live, and have our being. What does that mean? It means within consciousness we move, live, and have our being. Well, who are we then if we're moving and living within consciousness? What really are we? When you go to sleep at night, images can dance through your head. We call them dreams. Those dreams, when you dream them, have images, shapes, forms, You dream about people, personalities. You dream about good dreams, bad dreams. A stage that takes place within your dream time of images flitting through your minds, your consciousness. We are the waking dream of God. We are images flitting the planet the stars, the heavens, we are images flitting around in the mind of God. Now, how do we come to know this? We enter Christ consciousness. So what is Christ consciousness? Let's suppose that this entire room was darkened, totally pitch black, That was the universe before creation. Unmanifest spirit. When there is unmanifest spirit, there's nothing to see. There's consciousness, but nothing to see. In Genesis, 
was God, and God said, Let there be light. And from light, all things came forth. So suddenly, if we were sitting in a darkened room, and we wanted to have creation, the first thing we would do is to create light. The Bible speaks of the only begotten of God that Christ is the only begotten of God. What that means is that the Christ light is the first manifestation of God. But, because it occupies this same area as God, the darkness or the unmanifest that is God or spirit still remains while the light is here. In other words, if we suddenly turned off all the lights, we would have darkness. We put on all the lights. Where did the darkness go? That which we call darkness is still here. The oriental symbol of yin and yang. Light within darkness, darkness within light. Spirit, unmanifest, within manifestation, manifestation within unmanifest spirit. And so, keep this in mind, that consciousness is the first begotten, the Christ, and he sent his only begotten Son. He sent the only begotten of God the Christ light that filled the entirety of the universe. The Christ light from which all things came forth. So now let's turn to the affirmation sheet in your program. It says, first manifestation. I understand that Christ light consciousness is the first manifestation of unmanifest spirit or God the only begotten Son of God. So think about that. Inside of every one of you, there is a light. That's why people begin to experience the light in near-death experiences. How many of you, I'm practically all of you, I would say, that have heard about near-death experiences, persons saying, I'm beginning to see this light opening up. Mystics down through the ages when they've said that they have experienced firsthand the presence of God, attributed to an infinite field of light where they were inseparable from the light. And so this light came to earth or inhabited that which it actually is. Because this body, this mind, and so forth is just a manifestation of that light. We are a surface. We are like a shadow, as it were, of that light, our physical body and embodiment. But when we go into states of meditation, we experience, eventually, that light, that Christ consciousness. So the next affirmation says light. It says, I understand that Christ consciousness exists as an infinite field of light. So what does that mean? It means that the light that is inside of every one of you exists ad infinitum. 
without beginning and without ending. It is the manifestation of God or unmanifest spirit. It's everywhere. Then it says center. I understand that Christ light consciousness exists in all creations. That's what I alluded to a few moments ago. All creations, when I talked about the chairs you're sitting in, the carpets your feet are resting in. And that's why it says both animate and inanimate. Because everything is of God, and the first manifestation of God is Christ's light. In the physical energy world and in other energy worlds of the non-physical nature. So the after-death worlds, the pre-life, physical life worlds. This light is everywhere. No matter where we are, where we go, we're of the light, by the light, for the light, and manifesting the light. Now, consciousness, again, in the normal metaphysical change your mind or change your thoughts and you change your life, taking into the mystical plateau, change your consciousness and you become the life, the life. Of course, that's a lofty plateau. Filter. I understand that Christ's light consciousness acts as a filter or filters through the consciousness or spirit or God. That's a very, very interesting thing because the next affirmation says reaching God. I understand that to reach God's presence or spirit, I must enter Christ's light consciousness which is one with God's unmanifest spirit. Now notice the Bible reference underneath of that. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. No man cometh to the Father except through me. So what does that mean? You go into a state of meditation. You enter into the light. The light that is one with God. The Father and I are one. And in that state of consciousness, you contact then the unmanifest spirit that is God. That is the true meaning, the true esoteric meaning, mystical, transcendent, however, whatever words you choose to frame it in, of what all of that means. Again, it isn't for everybody. Eventually it is. <laughs> when you're ready, but most people, their appeal is to things of the earth, or earthly consciousness. So, it's passed by. Then it says coexistence. I understand that Christ's light consciousness and unmanifest God's spirit consciousness coexist in a state of light within darkness and darkness within light. So, the light exists within the darkness, the darkness exists within the light, and both exist in you. And they surround you. And you're sitting on them. 
and your back is leaning on them, and your feet is resting on them. We're inseparable. There's only one life. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's all consciousness, it's all God, it's all Christ. So what about non-Christian religions? Because I'm just using the word Christ, which is associated with Christianity. Go into practically every religion on earth and you find them talking about light. Whatever it might be, Hindu, Jewish, it makes no difference. They're all talking about the same thing. We're all talking about that first manifestation of unmanifest spirit or God. The unknowable becomes knowable through the light. See, I told you and I warned you that this was pretty deep. It's about as deep as you can get because it's the reason that any of us are here. Why we exist. Human consciousness, then. I understand that whether aware or not, in every person's mind, Christ-like consciousness exists as entry contacts to God's consciousness of spirit. So whether, let's say you're a Hindu and you're practicing Hinduism, and you're in a state of meditation and you experience the light. You're in Krishna consciousness. What does the word Krishna mean? It's the equivalent of the Christ incarnate in Christianity. Or you're in Nirvana in Buddhism. Pure mind. What's pure mind? Same as Christ consciousness, just a different semantical experience of our expression of it. It's all one. It's all the same. The main thing is not to get theological, but to get mystical and put it within yourself. I mean, we can philosophize about this, speculate about it, but why bother? All we have to do is to peace, be still, and know that I am God, here within myself, here within yourself, each and every one of you, the same. Again, I know this is lofty. Most people don't want to give up the consciousness of the earth. There are too many worldly pleasures. And until you've had your fill of worldly pleasures, the wheel of birth and rebirth goes on and on and on. Every few years, somebody pats you on the behind, and here we go again. <laughs> what, a, what a way to go. And so you live the whole thing. You live the dream, but you haven't awakened to the reality. 
entrance, I understand that to enter into heavenly awareness of Christ's light consciousness and thus God's presence, I must set aside my personal will in favor of God's will and become still enough through meditation to know or experience God's spirit. Peace, be still, and know that I am. The words that come from the still, small voice within you. That higher state of reality and of consciousness. But it says give up your personal will. How many people are willing to do that? How many people are willing to give up the new the next new thrill of this physical life. How many people consider that the greatest thing of all is eternal bliss and trade it off instead for fractions, shadowy fractions of what in human experience is described as blissful. you see? Do you want to see? That's those who have eyes see not. Those that have ears hear not. And so I can talk about these things to anybody. But until the words that echo in the New Testament are really found, nevertheless, thy will, not my will, be done. And as the Christ speaking through Jesus once said, no man enters the kingdom of heaven except those that do my Father's will. No man enters the kingdom of heaven except those that do my Father's will. So every day, everything else seems so much of what we call the small stuff nowadays. And we spend another lifetime sweating the small stuff. And the big picture of where we are eludes us for another lifetime. Let's take a few moments and concentrate inward to this inner state of consciousness and beingness within ourselves. Let your eyes close. Realize that your body contains the universal presence of infinite life. Realize that the entrance is through light. And so I enter into a higher state of consciousness and reality within myself that is light, that is awareness, The same mind that was in Jesus 
enters my consciousness. The same consciousness that was in the mind of Jesus is in my consciousness. One mind, one life, one awareness. And I am open to that consciousness of God. O divine light that is Christ, awareness, consciousness, I open myself and my will to your light that I may enter into your light that I may be one with all that is I set aside my personal willing for my life and entrust my soul to your will. My consciousness open to your light. For my eye is single and I open my body to your light. At the single eye of my soul and your light are as one. One mind, one consciousness, one reality, one awareness. Consciousness of Christ, which is an awareness that is within me and yet infinitely beyond me, to the furthest stretches of the physical universe, to the innermost stretches of the unseen universe. I am one with all that is, and all that is is one with me. As above, so below. One mind, one heart, one consciousness, one light, one awareness, one beauty, one love, one God. I rest now in the silence and the peace of God for a few moments in my own soul. In a few moments, I'll begin to open my eyes once again to the world that surrounds me. But I will maintain a contact with the inner world that is within me.
the endless world of Christ and of God. And so ever so slowly now, let me begin to open my eyes. And as I open my eyes, I'll stretch my arms and hands high over my head in a symbolic gesture of always reaching for something higher in my life, knowing that that something higher that I reach for is to be found in the height of who and what I truly am within myself, a living, breathing manifestation of the stars and of the heavens of infinite mind and spirit, having taken image, shape, form, and embodiment. And I bring down my hands, resting in the peace and the security that this is so, and so it is. Yes.